Welcome to Glass Half Full Moon, where if we didn't reuse old footage for expository reasons, Full Moon features would go out of business. I am your host for this evening, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Casey and Quentin. Wow! I... This this is a film that required an extra person to help us carry the load. It's a mess. Yeah, uh, I'm. I've come I... along to deal with this bullshit with them today. I have. So, Quentin, you have independently of the podcast seen both Demonic Toys and Doll Man. Yes. We didn't even say. Well, we watched Dollman versus Demonic Toys. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Dollman versus Demonic Toys isn't a sequel to just those movies. This is also a sequel to Bad Channels. So I was not expecting them to follow up on that ending stinger. I'll be honest. That's the one I hadn't seen, so it threw me the fuck off. Bad, whatever Bad Channels. Were. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'll talk about. It. Yes, that's actually so. So just off the bat, this movie is roughly an hour long. 55 minutes without credits. 55 minutes without credits. More like 52 without starting credits either. And only about 35 of those minutes are is new footage. The rest of it is just a recap of the past films. A phenomenal amount of this movie is flashback in reality we have like the basic premise set up and then a very messy climax as far as like the actual meat of this film a very messy and lackluster climax in my opinion agreed yeah that's part of it but uh it's so quentin while while you're here i think it's very apropos that we brought you in because since a good portion of this is just recapping films we've already seen. I, I'm interested to get your kind of opinions on those things as we go back for the recaps. Okay. I remember Dollman pretty significantly. Because I didn't hate that one. <laughs> but I guess we'll start by saying, Casey, was this a good movie? No. Tim Thomerson can only carry so much on his tiny little back. Tim Thomerson! Thank you, Tim Thomerson. In this house, we love Tim Thomerson. So here's, here's the thing about what I realized. Or rather, I should say, here's the thing about how this movie affected me. Is that it, it made me sick. Not in a, this is a grotesque, this is a gross film, this is gratuitous. It gave me vertigo. It made me dizzy watching this film. It's so incomprehensible. It's not incomprehensible. It's just a very, it's a very obvious grab to kind of try and start a full universe And kind of tie some things together in regards to their previous franchises. Or I guess not really franchises, properties. Considering, if it weren't for this, Dollman wasn't going to have any sort of like sequel to it. They weren't going to continue on with Dollman. Tim Thomerson's already got one franchise with them. They weren't going to throw on another, as much as we would love to have a Dollman universe. Well, I think the incomprehensibility from Gabe's angle comes from the fact that, like, a lot of the shots in this movie aren't edited correctly. Not too. And and too. if you look away for even a second to to take a sip of your drink or to take a bite of food, you they've changed locations and now someone <laughs> is bound and and their toys shifting sizes all over the place. It's easy to get lost. It's it's there's a lot of things that just made me it made me un- it made me feel weird. It gave me like I started Vertigo. to dissociate while I was watching this. A good way a way that I would like to describe this movie, this is like a budget haunted house maze where instead of paying for the actual intellectual properties, 
they got the knockoff versions like um it's a, like the hockey mask with a chainsaw. Yes, kind of they got the knockoff versions of these famous IPs and then just legally sho- distinct and then just shoved you through it at as fast a pace as possible to get the next group in. Get on the coaster, go through and get whatever experience yep. you paid for. At least I can give Full Moon Features this. They let the cinematic universe kind of simmer longer than DC did. Mm. They did, they at least had a couple movies to build that up. But, you know. Everyone got their own movie. But I, I gotta ask. Would we take the Full Moon Universe against Universal's Dark World universe with all the Universal monsters <laughs> that they were trying to do that, with the mummy that, rehashing. If that had worked, it could have been, like, so cool and moody and for all, like, the emo and scene kids to really enjoy. If they, if it had been done if well, If it had worked, I would have been all over it considering I fucking love the Universal monsters. They're a classic. Yeah, absolutely. But... I want to say the full moon universe might have been done better. Oh, no, absolutely. That's sad. Other than the only other example of film properties crossing over up to this point would have been like uh, Kong versus Godzilla, right? Well, I mean, the Universal Monsters had been crossing over endlessly at this point. Like, of course, you got Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, you've got all kinds of stuff, because they were always churning those out, trying to keep that keep that notion of the Universal Monsters going. I like how we're talking about most things other than the movie at this stage. We have 53 minutes of content to cover, okay? We got a stat pad somehow. Let's, uh, let's get into the movie. Uh, I don't want to. So we open up on a sunglasses pan out. We open up with the post credit scene from Bad Channels showing right. Brick Bardo hitchhiking to Pahuta. Pahuta. The, the city in California where Bad Channels took place. So, I'm going to bring up some of the people in the credits here first of all just on a whim i saw a guy who did the special effects for this by the name of michael deck and on a whim i looked him up and he went on to work on the angley hulk movie tales from the hood pirates of the caribbean and rob zombies halloween so he stayed on about the same level <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Tales from the Hood, the first one, was great. The first Pirates of the Caribbean movie was also good. But I guess the idea of, like, you know, everything going to shit eventually. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, We also have Dick Band. Though I I don't think he created any original music for this film. I think it's all just reused. More than likely. But this one was written and directed by Charles Band. And apparently Quiet Riot had half of their song played at one point, so they put them in the credits. And Quentin, did you notice? Milo's back. Oh my god, Milo. The one and only, the literal singular Milo in the Brazilian tradition of the one name, Milo. (laughs) There has been no observance of this man for any of the films we've been we've done other than this one with you <laughs> and Dr. I'm so Morgan. glad I could be back for the artistic splendor of Milo. Wait, wait. We only ever see Milo when Quentin is around. I think they are destined to be soulmates. My track record with Milo's is very very sketchy. I don't typically like Milo's. So but this Milo is great. He might be destined to be your arch nemesis or your soulmate. Either or, you're going to have to go and find out. So we got Milo, we got um, Quiet Riot, and we open up watching Demonic Toys again. So I guess 
We'll start off. Quentin, what did you think of Demonic Toys? Um, Demonic Toys is one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and that's, and I mean, because it's it's just genuinely, un, I mean, I guess it takes the idea of Chucky and extrapolates it to like a logical extreme, like, oh, Chucky's a possessed doll that's trying to kill his family. What if she like went to the police and then the like a policeman saw it and tried to take it to his chief? None of them would be believed, even if it were true. So, I guess... I mean... For an hour, I could have done worse. I could have done more horrible things for an hour and some change. Well, here's the thing. Demonic Toys is a ripoff of another Full Moon franchise. Which is what? Puppet Master... Which they even play part oh of Puppet God. Master in the original Demonic Toys on the security guard's TV screen. It's Why? weird. Do they just want to... Why? They actually... This isn't the... It's not the first time that they did that, where they referenced another full moon feature within a full moon feature. They did the same thing in Trancers 2 when the trailer for Crash and Burn was played on TV. It's It's weird. something that they tend to do. It It's such an odd choice to... I don't know. I feel like it's weird to have this kind of self-referential content in an era where access to all of that would be very difficult, right? I guess it's... It, it could have been as a little nod to the people who really like Full Moon movies. Because, I mean, given that we were on episode 19 now, and Charles Bandit had a slew of other works before this under Empire. So it's not like he was unknown at this point. It was probably just a little ton-in-cheek nod to those particular fans. So, wait, this isn't... Um, no, 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 no. What is Empire? Empire... Quentin Empire was the um, production company Charles Band had before he started Full Moon. Why was there another one? There was a precursor? It's like when you're watching a sci-fi and they, they think they get to the end and they're like, fuck, there's an older civilization. There are actually some really good movies under Empire. Empire, Like, Empire did uh, From Beyond and Reanimator. Oh. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Reanimator seems like it required a little more money than is displayed in a lot of these full moon movies. We've stopped talking about the movie again. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, after we get a recap of Demonic Toys, we... We 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 open up on a dwarf in a trash compactor smoking a cigar. Am oh, I? Is that guy. not? Is that not what we open on? It's exactly what he's 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 looking at uh, porno mags and chomping on a cigar, listening to some butt rock. Gabe, did did that security guard look familiar? No, everybody knows that security guard. I, d- I don't know. He's the he? horrible small man in Meridian. Oh my god. I forgot. His, his name's Phil Fondacaro. Like, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yes. He's been in, like, Di- yes. he's been on Disney Channel. He's been everywhere. He is the horrible small man from, uh, from Meridian. But, of course, I wouldn't expect you to remember Meridian because we blocked that out of our minds. Right. Well, he's there, and then we cut to a a random vagrant, whom is. I don't. I. I think I might have been in a fugue state when I was writing these notes because, when I saw the vagrant walking around talking to himself, I wrote down, "This feels Shakespearean." Oh, did it? You wow! You got. You fell into a trance quickly. (laughs) You fell into a trance really, really fast. I don't know if there was anything Shakespearean about this. I mean, like like a vagrant falls in through like a window and he's drunk shuffling around. Did he come through a window or through the vent? The only way this could be Shakespearean is if it were referential to Tromeo and Juliet. (laughs) 
That's a pull. That's a real no. pull. It means it's terrible. But he's stumbling. But he's stumbling around this like little warehouse of toys, and he looks at <laughs> one of the racks of like dolls and stuff, and he goes, "I hope you don't mind me spending the night." And if you do, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> to a bunch of dolls. He's a drunken vagrant. He knows not like what I he does. I was slosh. It was so funny. <laughs> I ran that scene back so many times. If you do, fuck you. Well, of course, he's there to be our first victim. Because we need to have one. Okay, so that's why he's there. Why is Judith there? Because then we cut to her outside. It's... And she seems to be there for no reason. So She's actively violating her superior's orders. Yes. Uh, so the reason Judith is there is because she's still traumatized from what happened the year prior at this warehouse. And she's, she's like, oh, the toys, they're going to come back. They're, they're not gone. And she's been waiting for their resurgence but she enters the warehouse, and it turns out she's on suspension, and she's being a loose cannon cop who doesn't play by the rules. That is what she is, but do you want to know what she's not right now? Pregnant. She hit, she was totally pregnant in the last movie, and a, in a non-insignificant plot point was the fact that that child was going to go to term. Well, if, if it's been a year, if it's been a year, she's probably postpartum. Where, where's the baby? I know, that is definitely a question raised later on. Yeah, definitely. For the sake of the later, the latter half of this movie, we have to pretend that the baby either is in the father's custody... Who's dead! ...dead or retcon. Father's dead! Father's dead! Oh, well then, well then, well then, he, the, the, the baby is dead or retcon. Or, like, I don't know, she, he, baby is with some unsmoking grandmother or something... But while we ponder this, the homeless man is riding around in a drunken state on a tricycle with a little horn squeaker. <laughs> and he, he runs into some boxes. And the boxes fall on him. And he immediately dies when he hits the floor. <laughs> this scene almost took me out. I almost just completely oh, fell Oh, like the homeless man? He, he, yes. <laughs> It's so abrupt of him getting hit by the box, and he falls straight down. This just, is our first death of the movie, and it's time. fucking weak. Just this drunk-ass homeless man crashing into a bunch of boxes, falling over, and then bleeding out all over the floor. But I guess they the demonic toys just needed a little blood. They're back now. With a new friend. So I so the 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 GI Joe type toy, he was not in the original. So when I saw him, my first response in my notes was, "The army guy only exists to have Doll Man fight someone on screen." Calling it now, uh, I was you right. You were right, but also his design is horrible. I called him GI Jim for the rest of my notes. That's not incorrect. He looks like uh, Guile from Street Fighter. Um, kind of does. If if he had been uh, beset by the curse from uh, the Grudge <laughs> or uh, the Ring, seen... the Ring, where like <laughs> have they have their faces all stretched out and contorted with bug eyes. Yes. Have you ever seen the film Small Soldiers? I have. He looks like the yes. main guy from that, like the main small. The main soldier. small soldier and Guile from Street Fighter had a baby, a tiny plastic baby. Can we review Small Soldiers? Is that a full moon movie? Does that count? No, it's not a full moon movie. <laughs> we, I mean, we can just do that. We don't need to have this <laughs> podcast to watch Small Soldiers. <laughs> I mean, we can we can talk oh, about it later. We just won't record it. Oh, and somehow they made Baby Oopsie's voice worse. It's it's funnier than last time, in my opinion, but he doesn't have as much funny lines. He does quote Hellraiser. I noticed that. I don't remember. Was he a rapist in the first one? Was he just a rapist? No. Because in this one, he's no. just violent. Yes. 
he says like one or two kind of sneery things, like kind of snide remarks, and the rest is just like take your clothes off, bitch. <laughs> like it's crazy, <laughs> crazy shit. It's oh, and also they for some reason are able to just teleport away this guy's body for some reason. Uh, flesh for the flesh god. No, like Judith is. Judith is d- deliberately disobeying her captain's orders and uh, and investigating the warehouse where she comes across the toys just as he- she expected to. She yells, Jesus Christ! And baby oopsie daisy goes, not quite, slut. Yeah, I think you added that slut. No, no he, a- he added the slut. That was him, mm. I swear. Every line of his was like that. <laughs> Calling women sluts and bitches. Baby Oopsie Daisy is very misogynistic. I hate, I hate Baby Oopsie Daisy so fucking much. I feel like he was like a, was an insert for one of the writers or something. Like, I feel like Baby Oopsie was speaking through someone. Do you mean speaking for someone? Yeah, speaking for someone. They were speaking through Baby Oopsie. And then we cut to Julia coming in. She sees the toys. Judith, rather, yeah. And she starts shooting at them, and Baby Oopsie Daisy says the line, it takes magic to fight magic, which is just a lie. That's not true. Just a lie. Just a lie. What defeats them is not magic. It was not established in the prior movie, and is not followed through upon in this movie. So I don't know why he said it. It's... But we need to... Can we can we comment on the fact that Julia is just firing into an air vent? Right. She's just firing are, a gun into an air vent in pursuit of these toys. They are clearly, like, around the corner, and she's just shooting wildly. <laughs> and when the cops come in, they come in with the, with the dwarf, and he... And they're just... She's screaming, you're gonna let the toys win! You're gonna let the toys win! Just stark raven mad, firing a gun at an air vent, screaming about possessed toys. Like, I understand you've gone through something. How could you possibly believe anyone would believe you? I have a question for the room. If your life were beset by evil demonic toys and you had to run with them, you'd almost lost your life, and you had ended the last movie expectant and and in a place where you were still alive and you could at least leave would you not just move right there is no reason she should assume that they will be back i think she's just paranoid she got lucky in that regard and i feel like there's like no reason for her to be the one to set all this off i feel like someone else could have found the demonic toys and then run into Dollman and gotten him involved. Why is it her? Because like, I we get it because she was the last right, right, we need this to be a sequel. But there, there needed to be a movie, Quentin. But we could, it could have given you some length <laughs> as far as, you know, developing a plot if we had to go on a little quest to find someone else. No, so, we needed this to be a sequel. Judith gets arrested by her fellow police officers and tiny security guard is like, man, why are the pretty broads always crazy? And he's just got this crazy big ego. He's an overnight security guard and he's just like talking to the police like, oh yeah, I could have handled this, but you know how it goes, right? It was at that point I realized his existence in the movie was just to be a bit. But then... It's the 90s and and he's a little person. Like, he only ever could have been a bit in this movie. Well, no, and then he is recruited by the demonic toys. Sure, yeah. I guess, yeah. For a second and for some reason, he is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> recruited by the demonic toys but you know what forget that we're cutting now to someone's kitchen straight to somebody's house whose house we don't know somebody's it's house. never explained it is never explained whose house ginger is in is it just her former home well i mean it would still be her home she's just tiny 
Right. So she's just like, I'll just go home and sleep in the drawer in the kitchen. Like, someone had to have put her on that countertop. Maybe she has a little apparatus. Maybe she has. Maybe she has like a little ladder. Well, she says she can't get down. Oh, okay. Weird. That is weird. So she's sitting in a drawer, just tossing out giant balls of tin foil for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. what those are supposed to represent, other than giant balls of tin foil. It's stage business, Gabe. Right, and then we get a kind of good, tiny, like, like tiny person set. I'll be honest, like this kitchen countertop set, it it plays its part. There's Milo. There's Milo. Milo's doing his job. (laughs) But let's let's also bring up the fact that Ginger's whole character is, is a complete retconning of bad channels. Oh, yeah. What Ginger was she wasn't the one channel? who was let t- left tiny at the end of the movie. Right. Bunny was. Wait, what? Ginger was the nurse. The nurse was brought back to full-grown size in Bad Channels. That's the only reason that they were able to defeat the alien was because her cart had all that germicide on it. You're right. And I think the reason that they switched it is because Bunny was a high school student. Oh, no. Bunny was a high school student, so they had to switch it to Ginger. Otherwise, she couldn't have a romance with Tim Thomerson because Bunny was a high school student. Okay, yeah. I think you pretty much got it nailed on the head. Either that or they just couldn't get the actress back. That, too. But I, I think my, my, my explanation is less creepy. Your explanation is the more moral one, so I'm going to go with yours. <laughs> but it probably isn't that, given Charles Band. <laughs> but which no, is she's... funny because Tim Thomerson at the end of Bad Channels is going to look for Bunny. But I, I don't think he does it in a way that's, like, intention of romance. He just wants her to know that she's not alone and that she can adapt to being a small person. You're a small person. I'm a small person. We can do the things. But we also get our first shot of Tim Thomerson just kind of walking along the street. Oh, wait. Can we mention the reporter, though? Fucking Collins. Cause she's on, she's on the, she's on the counter, and she's in her skinnies, and this fucking guy is looking in the window with this camera, and they have an exchange, and he's pestering her for an interview, some exclusive, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you give me an exclusive, eh? And you're, with your with your titties out, eh?" He's, of course, I thought we were gonna get our our titty shot of the movie because this is a full moon fe- feature. And it was going to be her just on the counter doing a naked interview with this man. No, he didn't want her to be naked. He wanted her to be in her itty-bitty, teeny-weeny bikini. Which, like, wait, who are you? Who are you? Why are you here? In in reference to this scene, my notes say, um, what the fuck is happening? Why is this, why is this person being a fucking freak ass? I'm going to have an emotional breakdown. Do you know what I did at this point in the film? I looked up what Charles Band looks like. Because I thought this was him. <laughs> no, this guy is actually a former football player. Are you so you dead ass? <laughs> Who is this? Who is this man? He is a formal f- former football player. Not for the NFL, but a former football Phil player. Brock? Oh. Not for the NFL. Okay. Not for the NFL. Just a former football player. <laughs> high school college like <laughs> like what does that mean <laughs> he played football at some point at some point in his life that's what he told but no, him I'm a former football player we got a dis- very very disgusting scene of creepy man doing creepy things and also then we get Tim Thomerson who is just walking down the street for no real reason could totally be run over by a car Whatever. Did you see him almost roll his ankle on that rock? I did not. He almost rolls the shit out of his ankle because he steps on a boulder in his path. Oh, and then there's a, some random guy just staring at him, making noises. 
because that's funny. Uh? Oh. Uh? Ooh. Uh? Ooh. Uh? Then Tim Thomerson walks away, as he should. And we get and then we cut back to um Ginger. We get stop motion spider. Stop motion spider attack. Yeah, boy. Stop and motion spider attack. Stop motion spider. Tim Thomerson. Okay, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Y'all. With the watched, giant gun. Wait though, I watched this movie twice, and I neither time did I see a giant spider stop motion attack. What? What is this? It happens on Ginger's counter. It kind of just wires down on top of her radio and startles her. Because it'd be a normal-sized spider to us, like a little common house spider. But to Ginger, it's massive. But who comes to save the day and shoots it to fucking pieces? Brick Barjo, exterminator. This is what I'm talking about. You look away, you look away from the screen for 0.5 seconds, and eight-legged freaks in its entirety is played out on the screen. You've missed it. <laughs> No, no, the difference is Ain't Like It Freaks is actually better because it has David Arquette in it. Good old David Arquette. Former heavyweight champion, David Arquette. Well, here's the thing. The stop-motion spider in Dollman was David Arquette. <laughs> Voiced by David Arquette. Yes, correct. <laughs> Way before he even did Eight Legged Freaks, he knew he was meant to be facing off as a spider. So, yeah, Tim Thomerson comes in. He's like, yo, I'm a tiny guy, you're a tiny girl, let's fuck. And then they do. Also, apparently we find out Demonic Toys takes place near where Bad Channels did. So it's somewhere in California. As we fade away from Tim Thomerson and Ginger to Judith and kind of interrogating Collins to figure out where the tiny doll man lives. She seduces him. And then he gets mad. And then she kicks him in the nuts. He calls her a prick tease, which is so misogynistic it was new to me. I had never heard <laughs> that one. You've made a new slur. Congratulations, <laughs> sir. Well, you know what? He deserved that punch in the nuts. And, and it is at this point I write down this movie is making me want to vomit in in the sense that I have just gotten off of a roller coaster and I don't know what's happening. And we're only like 10 minutes in at this point. Or at least 10 minutes of new footage. You you said it's 10 minutes. We're 10 minutes in. Quentin, we're 20 minutes in. 20, okay. Okay, that's better. Right. We're I forget a third how much of the of movie this. through. I forget how much no, of this. No, actually, we're, we're closer to halfway through because... Also, there's a. We're just watching uh, Doll Man at this point. So, Quentin, what was your opinion on Doll Man? Yes, as uh, as Brick Bordeaux brings up reused footage of Doll Man for expository reasons to explain how he got to Earth. Um, the first Doll Man was actually I okay. So, like I said, I didn't hate Doll Man. Surprisingly enough, I thought. Oh, what was the what was the lady that he was with? Like the mom who was on the school board. Maria. I thought she was like probably the best character that's ever been in one of these movies. I thought she was really solid. Like she seemed like a real person and she had real concerns and she had like an actual plan to deal with the gangs and her reason for dealing with the gangs was like a real reason that you can imagine a mother in an inner city would actually have. And then she's and then she finds this this literal Ken doll in a spaceship at war with a decapitated head. And that's where it all kind of falls apart. But, you know, he has a gun strong enough to obliterate a man in a single shot. So it's funny enough watching this man just with Colt 45 walking around one-shotting everything he comes across. That's entertaining enough for an hour and 15 minutes. So I'd give it, on this scale, I'd give Dollman like a, like a seven or eight. That's about right. That's about where it is on IMDb. Does it actually have like an eight on IMDb? I no, it's way lower than that. <laughs> we like it. It's five point two. Right. Sure. We like it. it. It's 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 one of the better ones of the full moon movies that I've seen. Well, it it helps that it takes itself so seriously. Deadly seriously, and that's its, right. yeah, it's its greatest strength. It's just like now this is all in the up and up. This is just a hard boiled sci fi crime noir. But a tiny man <laughs> falls to earth. Tim Thomerson's characters are just so wonderfully thick 
And I don't mean thick with two C's. I mean, they're so hard-headed. Right. <laughs> they're so serious. Hard-boiled to the point of being leathery. <laughs> yes. The yolk has gone green and gray. It's been boiled too long. Oh, and so Ginger is just 100% into uh, Brick Bardo. They fuck. Well, first she explains how she got tiny. Right, which is just a week. And at this point, they they retcon bad channels. What did what did you get from bad channels, Quentin? Because I thought bad channels was fine. Casey thinks it's one of the better ones we've reviewed. And I had from, a lot of fun with it. From what you experienced in this recap, I watched this scene so many times because every time I blinked or broke focus for even a second i was like wait what they're in vials what they're in who what they want these women for why the the aliens want the women for the music what they want to use the women for music i didn't i had no i had to watch it like 17 times and and when i was done i i was just upset i had wasted the time To be fair, a quick little recap isn't going to do the actual movie justice. Considering the actual Bad Channels had a soundtrack done by Blue Oyster Cult. Wow, really? Why? Does Charles Band know them? (laughs) I I, guess. Apparently. Apparently he's good friends with fucking John Carpenter. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. I feel like the indie horror scene is close, though. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the horror is a very tight-knit community. Mm -hmm. I will say that much. People tend to be friends with everybody. So, one of the things I will say about this Bad Channels recap is I feel like Tim Thomerson could have, or Brick Bardo, rather, could have been like, oh, yeah, those kinds of fungus people. I've dealt with those things before. Or something like that to make it feel a little bit more connected. Yeah, this whole movie doesn't feel connected. That's all. I don't know how it could be an afterthought, but it's clearly an afterthought. Like, I don't know how it could be an afterthought given the movie is called Dollman versus Demonic Toys. But like the actual connectivity of all of this is very clearly the last thing that they had in mind. Like even just him making a small reference to being familiar with this race of aliens could have could have gone a long way. Yeah, but after Ginger finishes up her little rehashing, we get a tiny sex scene that Judith walks in on. So, correct me if I'm wrong, is she only looking for Dollman because he is tiny? Yes. Mm -hmm. That is the only reason. Yes, because he can fit in the vents. I don't even think she knows about his wild-ass gun. No, she doesn't. It's just because he's tiny. You know what? Glad we got that over with. That's fine. <laughs> Straightforward to the point. Judith has recruited Brick Bardo and Nurse Ginger to join her party, while security guard Ray is sacrificing hookers to the toys. Right. Say that again, Casey, but then consider your life choices. <laughs> that was a very succinct explanation of what was going I mean, That's straight to the point. That's what the movie does. It just cuts to, the- okay, and this is what we're doing. Sacrificing hookers. <laughs> he's and he's just he's just sacrificing hookers. Yeah, and then we get so things move real quick from this point of just they go to the factory. Um warehouse. They, they go yeah, they go to the warehouse and they start looking around for the demonic toys and Ju- Judith smuggled in brick and ginger in a suitcase. Yeah, why? In a briefcase even, not even a suitcase, a briefcase. Why? Why? And you brought no extra, like, supplies know. or body armor or a, another gun. Maybe have two guns. You had room in the briefcase. It, uh, but no. Maybe they, it was the only way they were fine with being carried. Because it's like, if I'm that small, I don't want someone's hands all over me. Oh, and then we... Cut to them going into the place. The demonic toys are like, hey, yo, let's kill him. I write down, shut the fuck up, oopsie baby. <laughs> and 
then Brick Bardell blows up the toy robot, which is utterly fantastic. There's a lot of good exploding creature effects in this film. Sure. They had that unlocked, but you can't talk about Brick Bardell blowing up the the toy robot before we mentioned it absolutely drilling Julia. Drills the shit out of Julia. (laughs) Just full salvo. Judith. 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 She takes a full salvo of robot laser bolts to the abdomen and she... But first she shoots a tiny security guard. Correct. She shoots tiny security guard, but yes, Judith is dead. I guess her child is just an orphan now. Or retconned. <laughs> Maybe it just didn't exist. The child <laughs> fell into some kind of Schrodinger vortex where it... it if, Ginger, baby. if Ginger is actually supposed to be the other lady, then maybe her baby didn't exist. That's all I'm going to say on that. Is this just a different timeline? Maybe. It's just Schrodinger's to, baby. It's to the left of what we had before. So there's so there's future trunks with the androids. Is this future trunks with Zamatsu? Yes. That's exactly okay. what we're dealing with. Glad we got that cleared up. Everything is the same except for these few key details. And it was at this point, okay, yeah, Brick Bardo has a has a fist fight with G.I. Joe. They of course they got a man in a suit to play G.I. Jim. Yeah. That's if you want to have a scene where it's like, oh, here's two toy-sized things, but we already have these puppets that are, you know, actually tiny. Well, of course, we got to have a new guy that's basically just a guy in a suit. Except they made full-sized versions of the demonic toys. Why were those not used to their full effect? Because like you just had you just had them. Surely it wasn't like operating cost. It wasn't that they were like too expensive to keep using. Maybe they would, maybe they just had a blood fetish to blow them up immediately. I mean, yeah, yeah. It we get, we just get at this point scenes of Bricardo running around, tiny people doing tiny things, and we get baby Oopsie being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna rape this woman." They they have Ginger tied to a clock. Bardo is on the ground with his hands and feet tied to two different RC cars with the intent to tear him in two. While baby Oopsie Daisy is like, oh, this is the best bachelor party ever. I'm going to marry this broad and then I'm going to fuck her at midnight. Because midnight's when the master arrives and then I'm gonna, we're going to start a family and make a baby and then the master's going to be reborn. No, yeah. That, that, that about covers it. Yeah, it's just... It gets really weird from here on out. It is at this point that I'm just like, Ginger, you did not need to come. You are a liability. You keep getting yourself captured, and you are only here because of this tiny little plot point. You are only here to be sexually assaulted. Oh, and we also now get um, a scene of... So, so Ginger breaks out of her binds, Freeze Tim Thomerson. We get a wonderful shot of a of a little doll just being dragged behind a RC car, which I found very funny. That was a cute shot. And we get the scene of Tim Thomerson fighting G.I. Joe. He gets stuck in a light socket? No. An electrical socket, yeah. An outlet. So the fight scene's actually kind of dope. I mean, not dope in the sense that it was a good fight, but dope in the sense that, like, oh, we're actually trying with some choreography here. Like oh, there's a there's something's happening. Right, something's happening. There's like a swing and a swing, and then another swing, and a third swing, I think. And then the soldier boy goes for Tim Thomerson with a good old uh, straight sword stab, and Tim Thomerson does uh, an evasion and gets stuck in the prong area, whatever it's called, the outlet. There we go. And it fries the thing. And then he disappears. And he disappears. You don't. Act, I don't think you actually see him like all melted and fried, which is disappointing. No, he just turns into dust. He fizzles away. But we did fail to mention that we get more reused footage from demonic toys for expository purposes. Oh my god. Yeah, we got the fucking freaky Mac and me baby. <laughs> we got the freaky Mac and me baby being given to a bunch of trick-or-treaters. I saw demonic toys so long ago that like, that when that scene came up, I, I again, I was just like, fuck. I looked away. I blinked. I blinked and now we're here. 
Oh, and, and then we get Baby Oopsie just sexually assaulting a woman for too long, I should say. that's It was too long of a scene. But also, can, can I... Can I just commend the fact that when Brick Bardot is fighting with Jack Attack, they had to make a giant Jack Attack face for Tim Thomerson to jump onto to keep it to scale? Oh, yeah. The craftsmanship. That was very funny. Again, there's Milo. Milo's doing God's work. Who else but Milo? And so, yeah, he shoots Jack Attack. Jack Attack's head explodes, which, you know, that was a good head explosion. Yeah, solid. And we get Baby Oopsie's the final boss. He's sexually assaulting this woman. I have in my notes. What do you think this actress is thinking as she is being stripped down by a man in a giant baby baby <laughs> costume? <laughs> a giant baby costume whose head is just way too fucking big. What she's thinking is she's not taking her tits out for this. Is She's not going to exactly, let him right. get her for this bullshit. She's not going to be sexually assaulted by a big baby doll and have him rip her bra off. Because he's like, she's on the bed and she's chained up. And he, he like with a with a move of his flick of his wrist like rips her dress off. So we're right there. That's true. The only boobs we got in this quote unquote movie were just on paper. Right. They were just like on the implied uh, boobs. They were on like the the little like horny mag pullouts that security guard had taped behind his desk. We 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 had a phenomenal amount of restraint. And I think it was because of the actress just being like no. And Possibly. baby oopsie says the famous line doing the nasty. Ew. Uh, but then they just kind of shoot baby oopsie. Oh, we got to talk about I how don't this actually breaks remember okay, how I remember how this breaks out cuz I literally I literally watched this last night. So he's 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 ready to just go in. Tim Thomerson jumps through the window. His guns drawn. Baby oopsie's like Not to mention this this takes place in a dollhouse. Right, literally inside right. a dollhouse. Baby oopsie is like if you pull that trigger I'll break her neck. Whatever. Tim Thomerson drops the gun. Baby Oopsie then says, I'm ready. It's all ready now. I've got all the tools. Immediately, Ginger goes, all the tools, eh? And she knees Baby Oopsie in the dick. And he lets her go. <laughs> and Tim Thomerson forces his gun over into his hand. Because remember, he can recall his gun into his hand a la Thor. And then, He's got magnet right, magnet hand. And then he shoots Baby Oopsie in the face like eight times. I forgot. God, that the the solution to the problem was baby oopsie grew a dick. <laughs> Literally, and, and and notably, it isn't magic. Oh, I guess I guess I guess if I guess if you want to say he he magically grew a dick, then there. But that's I don't know. Even for Charles Band, that's a stretch. I don't know. I always found some bit of magic whenever I've had to knee someone in the dick. Okay, maybe it's all about your interpretation of magic. <laughs> Possibly. But it, it it's so anticlimactic. It's like our big bad baby oopsie gets just fucking shot. Series villain. And that's how he goes down. Just gets shot. <laughs> like some <laughs> random man in Detroit just gunned down. Baby oopsie becomes a statistic. And our movie yeah. our movie ends with Brick and Ginger getting into a taxi to head back to Pahuta. That's still just fun to say. Pahuta. And that's yeah, that's the end. Quote, unquote, movie. Yeah, they make like a little joke to the cabbie about being small and horny or something, and then they drive off into the night. It, 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 no, short on patience. Short on patience. There we go. There's the pun. And they drive off into the night. It was very uh, bad. So terrible. It just didn't need to exist, ultimately. Like, if you're a fan, if you're an avid fan of Full Moon Features, if you're genuinely going on this journey with us, what listen to this episode just don't don't watch the movie just listen to the episode you've gotten all the important bits from this i mean yeah this would cost you roughly the same amount of time as watching Dollman versus demonic toys and honestly we're saving you the discomfort right so i i assume that this would have been a shorter sort of episode so i i i told you both individually that i had a surprise and this was born. This was born out of the fact that I mean, I, literally, I could have written a better script, so I did. What? You wrote a treatment. No, what the fuck? Oh no! Hey, no. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Dollman vs. Demonic Toys by Glass Half Full Moon.
Interior, Night. Toyland Warehouse. Mark Wayne is shown as the security guard. He got the job due to him being so close to the previous guard and knowing how things worked. Pan over his desk. Pictured is a box of chunky chicken, as well as a loaded pistol. Mark remains paranoid after his encounter with the demonic toys. Pan in on Mark eating chicken. Then, to a TV over his shoulder. Featured is Ginger, now a spokeswoman for Toyland. There are few jobs fitting for a foot-tall woman. Remember that Toyland is the place to get toys so realistic. Camera pans out to show Ginger in a dollhouse. That they might as well be alive. Mark scoffs as he shuts off the TV. <laughs> Living toys. If only they knew. Mark tosses his empty chicken box into the trash can. Afterwards, he hears a noise from within the warehouse. Grabbing his gun, Mark goes to investigate. After some searching, he finds a vagrant that managed to break in and bust his head on a staircase. This man is clearly intoxicated. Ugh, where am I? I've got a splitting headache. Dude, you cracked your dome all over the floor. The janitors won't be happy. Janitors? Did I fall into the schoolhouse again? <sighs> Stay there. I'll call 911. Camera pans along the blood as it drips across the floor, the blood eventually leading to the cracks where the previous summoning of the demonic toys took place. A faint red glow can be seen. Exterior. Day. Bahuta Police Station. Camera opens on Judith. She sits at a desk while drinking coffee. She is retired to Bahuta, a place she would have considered a small town with little trouble. She is wrong, as computer reads a report of the events of bad channels. Alien mold and shrunken women. What has my life come to? Judith looks down at her desk, a photograph featuring herself, Mark, and her newborn child. Mark has become a godfather to the newborn, and all but name. She smiles as the picture, then she hears someone clear their throat. <clears throat> Judith puts the photograph face down to show Brick Bardot stood on the chair across from her. Officer Bardot, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Didn't realize I was standing here. I get that a lot nowadays. And it's just a brick. I'm not an officer in this world. Once a cop, always a cop. Doesn't matter how many light years it's been. Light years is a measure of distance. Right. Well, you said you're familiar with what happened here? Yeah. Plemorians from the Bardock system. Nasty pieces of work, those guys. Typically, when you break their stuff, the victims go back to normal. But from what I heard, there's still one woman still shrunk. That's correct. She's currently working as an actor for toy commercials. Only place someone your size can get some clothes. Brick removes his sunglasses and looks them over. Trust me, I'm well aware. Well, let's get to business, shall we? Right. Tell me all we need to know about these, uh, Plamorians, and we can get this paperwork handled. Camera pans out on them filling paperwork. Interior, next night, Toyland Warehouse. Ginger and a film crew are present filming a new commercial. Ginger is perturbed by the location. Remind me again why we need to be here. Because, Dollface, this place has all the sets and costuming a fella could ask for. Call me Dollface again and I'll stick your prick with a sewing needle. The film crew all chuckle, leading to the director getting red-faced. Whatever. Just get changed, and we can get out of here before midnight. Ginger flips him off and goes to get changed in a dollhouse. Camera shows a close-up of Ginger's face as she gets dressed. In the background, the film crew gets set up. However, one by one, the film crew gets taken out. and All until Ginger is the only one left. Ginger turns around to see a gruesome scene of blood and bodies from the horrific demonic toys. Standing in the middle is Baby Oopsie, wielding a knife. Hi. I'm Baby Oopsie, wanna play? Ah! Ginger screams, alerting Mark, who was napping on the job. Mark sees the demonic toys yet again. I knew this would happen again. But this time we're ready, punks. Mark grabs a nearby phone and calls up Judith. Interior night, Pahuta Police Station. Judith is shown exhausted and annoyed, as Brick seems to be rambling about nonsense. Brick, is all of this really necessary for the case? We've been here for hours. You think I would be saying all of this if it wasn't necessary? 
the Plamorian Civil War is required understanding to get to the advent of their molecular reduction technology. Judith puts her head in her hands as Brick continues to ramble. Then a phone call reaches her desk. She picks it up and answers. This is Officer Judith. Wait, Mark, what are you... What do you mean they're back? Okay, I'm grabbing my gun. I'll be there soon. Judith grabs her pistol and quickly gets up from her desk. Hey, wait a minute. What's going on here? Official police business. You need to stay here. What happened to once an officer, always an officer? Judith stops and turns around. She considers the unique skills that Brick has at his disposal. (sighs) You really want to help? Well then, doll man. How about we go kill us some demonic toys? Hire me, Charles Band. (laughs) I guarantee I will not charge any more than any of the other fuckers you hire to write your bullshit. (laughs) But with you, he might actually have to produce competent works. Like... I, and that I, doesn't seem I, to be the M.O. of the studio. We're here for I tax write-offs, okay? went into a fugue state for roughly an hour and just kind of pumped this out. And it's like, this this movie should have written itself. I think is ultimately the point I want to get across as we come into the ending here. <laughs> this movie should have been a, oh, we got, this is real easy money. But shit. Okay, hold on though. Are either are, are is either property represented strong enough to guarantee something like that? Doll man, and what was the other one? Demonic toys and bad channels. No, no, right, bad channels. I I have never even heard of the other one, even among uh, full moon features. Like as far as it being well less known than demonic toys or even doll man. I don't know if this was destined to be a hit. I don't know why this happened, though. I don't know if they thought it was destined to be a hit. I just, I don't, I don't know why. I want to know why. Maybe Tim Thompson yeah. needed some quick cash, and they were like, "Okay, we'll write up something quick for you." Have have has have you guys considered like trying to get Charles Band to review a movie with you? Well, Charles Band has his own podcast. Okay, then. Honestly, I don't think he would take too kindly to us. I don't think, I don't think he has, I think he's, I feel like he would be like one of those people who is always like Googling his own name. So if you, if you guys literally were like a podcast that wants to get sponsored and so they just start mentioning the sponsor every episode, I think he, he could at least get his ear. He might mention you on his podcast. I would hope, so. here's the thing. I don't. Just, I just. I. I want to ask why. <laughs> is it that's, for money? That Are you is a something... misogynist? Are you a racist? <laughs> what is going on? That is something I have asked myself several times, which is, you clearly you don't give a fuck about what you're putting on screen. So why At did you all. decide to put nothing on screen? Like, you could have done whatever the fuck you wanted. You could have had the characters say whatever the fuck you wanted. But instead, you chose nothing. Instead, you chose to call a woman a prick tease. So I guess the question is, would you, would either of you recommend this film to anyone? No. I already very handily said no. Not even as (laughs) a drunken fun time, no. I don't think there's any drug you could take that would make this more fun. But speaking it's... of putting nothing on screen, <laughs> let's talk about what we're watching next time. Next time, we are watching what is referred to on Wikipedia as Invisible, the Chronicles of Benjamin Knight, which is the first of a few movies on Wikipedia for Full Moon that doesn't actually have a page. From what I gleaned on the very, very brief synopsis I read on Full Moon Features, this just seems like a Hollow Man ripoff. But... When did Hollow Man come out? After this, but still. This this is definitely an Invisible Man movie. Okay. But... 
I think let's go back to talking about better stuff and leave Dollman versus Demonic Toys buried in the warehouse with the Ark of the Covenant. And with that vagrant. Yes. But anyway, I hope all of you have an absolutely horrible evening and just give Tim Thomerson better roles. He deserves it. <laughs> like, I don't know the man personally, but he seems like he could he could do some good stuff if you gave it to him. Is he alive? Yes. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>